Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Nothing good ever happens in the basement of a blind school. Hi, welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. You mean 64. Yeah, I... Feels like it today. (laughs) Don't you love that? You're like, I'm 40, I'll be 45. And you're getting out of bed and you're like, does this get way worse? Like in 10 years, is this going to be worse? (laughs) It's funny because like normally I'm fine, right? Typically. But it seems like in the last five years, like every week, couple weeks, there's something. There's just always like today I woke up, I'm dizzy. The fuck's that? Yeah. And then it just went away. Like, what is that? Yeah, it's weird. It's like really no, weird. No reason. Nothing. Well, don't forget that it is allergy season. I think so that's what aller- it is. Yeah, yeah. your allergies are going to start right now. Because I I had been away, as everyone knows. We talked about all the Carl's Juniors that I visited. <laughs> uh, I was on a Carl's Jr. tour of the West. <laughs> and I'm not allergic to stuff out there because it's the desert. I'm just not. Right. But everyone was posting pictures on Facebook of, like, all the trees blooming in New York. And I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck, because mm-hmm. that's going to, like, hit me like a wall because I'm super mm-hmm. allergic to the trees. So, yeah, I think that's it's, what's happening. It's happening here. Our trees don't know what to do because they're like, oh, it's frozen. beautiful and we're blooming. And then it's, you know. And now we're frozen. Yeah, yeah. now we're frozen. So that kind of thing. Yeah, because didn't you get, like, five inches of snow yesterday? We got six inches of snow, yeah. And it is April, what's today's day? April 20th. Shh, don't tell anyone. I like to make them think that we record, like, the day of, so we're super relevant. Well, we're actually, like, (laughs) really running behind these days. All right, Jenny, so let's get this shit show on the road. We are doing... Go ahead. uh, uh, What are you doing? I was going to say who was written, but I'm skipping ahead. You're jumping ahead of me. (laughs) This is Little House on the Prairie, Season 7, Episode 15, (laughs) <laughs> make a joyful noise but i have in our 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 recording session i called it glorious sound or whatever glorious sound <laughs> or whatever <laughs> 
I want to know. I don't need to know who the writer is. I need to know who's naming these fucking episodes. No, I mean, it's probably not the writer because it's, it's like kind of like. Know who. You know who. Yeah, because people who write articles almost never give them the title, right? Right. Do you need a description on this? I need a description. I need to know who wrote it. Give me okay. everything. The description reads, former boxer Joe Kagan moves to Sleepy Eye and offers his assistance with the maintenance of the blind school while Adam and Houston are out of town. Houston, is, blah, 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 blah. He's wimpy, right? Is that who yes. yes. Joe is clearly in love with Hester Sue, but she refuses to get involved. Later, when she is unable to get through to a struggling student, Hester Sue questions her teaching abilities and ends up making some foolish choices. Oh, Hester Sue. This is written by Kathleen McGee Anderson, who I think is new. And I thought this was well written. Yeah, the writing was not bad. Yeah. It was not bad. This was a good episode. It was a decent episode. It I was really actually was. entertained for the first time in like a year. Well, I mean, there's some things that I'm like, mm, sure, but, sure. It's still Little House. But overall, um, like it yeah. was, there were some good lines. I was stunned. And it is directed by Claxton. Oh, so Michael Claxton. Landon does not have his hand on the scale at all. Oh, he does in many ways. <laughs> you just can't see it. All right, Jenny. So we open on Joe Kagan and Charles and they're chatting and Charles is looking hot. Can we rolling across the street in his high-waisted platform <laughs> shoes, high-waisted pants, platform shoes. He's looking hot. All right. I don't want to talk about that. Can we talk about my new morning routine with my coffee? Okay. So someone turned me on to this and it is you get a, an insulated thermos and mm -hmm. you fill it with iced coffee, like cold mm -hmm. brew coffee. And you put, you know, whatever you put in it, milk, sugar. I just put a little um, like coffee made creamer. You put it on your bedside. When you wake up, it's still cold and you just wake up and drink it. That's dumb. It's life changing. Mm-mm. Because mm -hmm. now I drink my coffee super early instead of at, like, noon. Why don't you just... Okay. Um, I have another. Apparently, this is an ingenious hack that half the country does. Uh, buy, a, <laughs> buy a coffee maker with a timer. Set it before you go to bed. Wake up. Your coffee's brewed. Boom. You have it. I still have to get out of bed to get that coffee. No, whatever. I whatever. literally just reached next to me and grabbed the coffee and I can drink it. Okay. Back to this show. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Joe Kagan has given up the farm. He's done plowing. <laughs> He's selling the farm. Who bought the farm? That's what I want to know. I can't help but laugh because if you watch The Last Kingdom, which you need to be. I Okay, I'm watching it. Okay, what'd you think? I'm on episode three. And? It's good. It's good. For some reason, I, I pass out cold and fall asleep watching it, which... Good. It's maybe because I'm drinking my coffee earlier now. Maybe, maybe. Or were, I don't know if it just eventually bores me, but I like it. Okay, were you as impressed as I was with the transformation to Uhtred as grown up? Yes. Whoa. <laughs> like, oh my God. Woo. Yeah. Like, okay. All Hello. right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um it it gets so good, Jenny. It gets so, so good. But the euphemism for sex in that show is plowing. So when I say Joe Kagan's giving up the farm because he's done plowing and doesn't have a family to plow for. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's move on. 
So Charles is like, anyone can have a bad year. You sure you want to go? Uh, Charles, you were ready to like sell your entire family because you had a bad Char- year. Charles moves like 10 times because he had a bad year and he <laughs> hasn't been farming in like 10 years. So what's he even talking about? Kagan's like, with no family, what is life worth? I have shit to see. That's not what he says. He's like, if I don't have family, why am I running a farm? Which yeah, is a good okay. point. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm taking some liberties here. All right. He's like, I have some shit to see. And it makes it sound like he's going to go see the world. But Jenny's going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought he's going to like France. And Charles is like, oh, say hi to Mary for me. And I'm just like, stop trying to make Mary a thing. Mary's his daughter. She's a thing. <laughs> for him. Joe arrives in Sleepy Eye and he sees Jonathan. And Jonathan Garvey has a ton of work for Joe to do. He's Can like, we oh. discuss that? Garvey Freight is Sleepy Eye's largest employer. Yes. Perhaps Hero Township's largest employer. <laughs> He's like running fucking Amazon over there. He's like Bezos. Cut to the blind school. Hester Sue is having an issue with some asshole kid who has real Jenny energy. I'm just no, 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 no. Yes, this kid's does. name is Timmy. No. This kid's name no. is Timmy. No. <laughs> He has some Jenny energy. I don't even know what that means. You're right. He does have a little bit of Timmy energy as well. But Jenny energy and Timmy energy are very similar. There's a Venn diagram of overlap. (laughs) Do you talk to your therapist about that? uh, Many times. This kid, Jen, doesn't even want to hear about the Boston Tea Party. Like, what kid doesn't want to hear about the Boston Tea Party? This kid does not give a fuck. (laughs) And I feel seen. He has his arms crossed and he's like, I don't want to be here. I don't want any friends and I hate everything. And I'm like, this yeah. is little Jenny. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> that, said, that's grown up. That's 47 year old Jenny. He's like, That was me yesterday at work. <laughs> he's like, I'm not blind like these other losers. My sight is coming <laughs> back. And Hester Sue is like, uh, you're blind, dude. Can you see me waving at you? No, you're blind. <laughs> So Hester Sue heads into the kitchen and she's having a fit. And she I feel seen. I am Hester Sue in this situation because she's like, I can't deal with these asshole kids another second longer. Like every teacher in the country is feeling this right now. So And Mary pipes up. And can I say, excuse me, Mary 2.0? Don't you remember Mary 1.0? That's what I have in my notes. He's stubborn and won't accept that he's blind. And Mary's like, oh, yeah, that sucks. And I'm like, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) Then Mary's like, if only Adam were here, he would know what to do. Okay, Where's Adam? The two of these guys are teachers, too. So He's off playing. What does he play? What's that? I don't see. (laughs) Croquet? Cricket? Cricket? No, what is. Croquet. 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 Okay. He's off playing croquet. But just then, I just made that up completely. Just then Joe Kagan pops in and Hester Sue acts a fool. Yeah. She's like all mean to him and shit, and it's real weird. It's like third grade. So um Joe Kagan says, I sold my farm. And I'm in town to stake my claim. Wink wink at Hester Sue. It's weird. It's a 70s dialogue. He then offers to fix a window pane, and Hester Sue's like, don't you dare. We don't need your help. And Mary's like, yes, Joe, that would be great. Mary has zero (laughs) respect for Hester Sue's boundaries. Yes, Jenny. Joe offers to fix the broken window pane, which we see in the background. It's like, have the windows busted out. Like, 
what happened? <laughs> Maybe Timmy. Maybe Timmy <laughs> threw some shit through the window. <laughs> Jenny, I feel like this is a good point to say, to our knowledge as viewers, Hester Sue and Joe Kagan were only together a handful of times, correct? Yeah, but the, you know what it's like in these days. Okay. Right. You barely know someone who get married. Okay. It's like the, the M.O. So Joe Kagan leaves and Mary stop, starts taunting Hester Sue. Ooh, yes. Like him. And Hester Sue's like, the last thing I need is a man like Joe Kagan. Yep. And then she says, he went and sold his farm. The only thing he had going for him. Oh and then she says, Hester Sue says this, Joe Kagan's been this way his whole life, never sticking to one thing. What? She doesn't even know him that long. And he was doing the farm for a long time. And wrote, he boxed for like 20 years. I wrote, A, didn't they just meet? It's not like she could Google him. So she only is basing on what she knows of him and they just met. B, wasn't he a very successful boxer? So Mary's like, you're still attracted to him, aren't you? You're still attracted to him. Mary, fuck off. Oh my God. Mary just really crossed some lines. <laughs> now we see. <laughs> and I have an index card. I almost forgot. <laughs> Okay, on what? Who's Joe Kagan? Okay, we, we, we haven't talked. We haven't talked about this actor yet. So Joe Kagan is played by Moses, Moses Gunn. Gun. As, as we know, this is not a real person. I mean, Little right. House has gone completely off the books by now. I believe, off the rails and off the books. Joe Kagan is played by Moses Gunn, an American actor of stage and screen. He was born in 1929 in St. Louis, Missouri. He's best known for his roles as Clotho. I don't know if I'm saying that right. In WUSA. That doesn't 19- sound right. Do you want me to spell it for you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Keep going. But, uh, Bumpy Jonas in Shaft, 1971. Oh, Shaft. We know Shaft because of what's his name later, the later remake. Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard of the original. Snakes on a Plane. Who is it? Samuel L. Jackson. Samuel L. Jackson. And Joe on Little House on the Prairie, 1977 and 1981. He is an Obie Award-winning stage actor. His Broadway debut was in A Hand is on the Gate, an evening of African-American poetry. He had seven siblings, and when his mother died, he left home and rode the railroad at just 12 years old. Oh, my God. So real life, Joe Kagan, also a badass. My kids won't even go into (laughs) a dark room, and they're 15. He later returned to school. He later returned to St. Louis to attend school and lived at the home of his English teacher. Oh. <laughs> he graduated from Tennessee University and earned a master's degree from the University of Kansas and briefly taught at Grambling College before attempting acting in New York City. He also wait, starred. Wait, he has a master's degree? Yeah. Yep. Wow. He also starred as Booker T. Washington, one of my favorite historic mm-hmm. figures, mm-hmm. in the film Ragtime, for which he won an NAACP Image Award. He died from as- complications from asthma in 1993 at age 64. He's pretty young. Wow. So what year was he born? 29. Okay, so he's about, what, 51 here? Yeah. Yeah. That right, because right. one year would be 1930, and then to 80 is 50, so he's 51. Look at you. Look at me. Um, he's a good-looking guy. Yeah, he is. He's a good yeah. actor. I think he's really he's good He's a actor. great actor. I agree. So, Jen, now we see two young boys, and they're holding hands in the hallway, and they corner Timmy. 
Can we discuss and that they- the blind kids have a method to attack people? <laughs> right? They totally did a whole I- thing where they blocked the entrance. I'm not going to lie. I have to be at my best behavior here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty ingenious. It's I, I, I can't even believe this. That they beat him with his braille book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should be laughing at that. And I, okay, here's where my mind goes. I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm just saying, <laughs> would I like to beat Mary with her braille book? Yes. Should we just put That's a disclaimer all. at the beginning of our podcast that we're we're not making fun of anyone? <laughs> first of all i love the i appreciate the alliteration of beating someone with the braille book okay <laughs> all right so joe kagan sees this he breaks it up pastor sue comes flying downstairs and she's doing the classic i love when older women would say this what's the meaning of this what's the meaning of this she's like, i don't even know what out. that means okay she sends the police to their rooms and she blames timmy for it yeah victim blame it's so funny that you have him down as Timmy because his name's Timothy in the thing. Timmy. But I wrote Timmy. him as Timmy too the entire this time. This is Timmy Archer, 100%. <laughs> Little Timmy Archer. She says he has no feelings. And Joe Keegan <laughs> says everyone has feelings. Some folks just have a hard time expressing it is all. And I can't believe Hester Sue saying this kid has no feelings. I know. Wow. Then Joe Kagan's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're all dressed up looking kind of hot. What's going on here? <laughs> Do you want to go out to dinner? And she's like, there is not. First of all, she tells him she goes Graham on him. And yeah. she's like, this is all nonsense. Hester Sue is very Graham. I have a couple <laughs> spots where I'm like, that's something Graham would do or say. And she tells him there is a one in a thousand chance she would date him. <laughs> Just then her boyfriend. And Joe's like, I have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Just then her boyfriend Herzl shows up and she introduces them and he calls Joe Kagan Joey. Oh, that's so disrespectful. So disrespectful. I hate this guy. I hate him too. Later, Herzl drops her off and they've had a lovely night and he hopes it's the start of many more if she'll agree to marry him. But she's not sure yet, Jen. She needs to. Who is this joker? I know. Came out of nowhere. Yep. Hester Sue finds Joe Kagan. Is he in her room? (laughs) So in a baller move, (laughs) Joe decides on the night she's on a date. He's going to paint her bedroom. <laughs> I was just like, I don't even know how to feel about this. But it definitely is a baller move, no matter it, how you look at it. It feels invasive <laughs> and icky. <laughs> yet something I might do. <laughs> she flips out and she goes to sleep in the guest room. And he follows her and he wants to chat. And she tells him, Herzl wants to marry me. And I'm considering it because he's successful and he has a <clears throat> funeral home well he asked joe asked what he does and she doesn't yeah joe's like what does he do what does he and do she doesn't and was, say or doesn't know i have no idea it was very friends when they're trying to figure out what chandler does they're like <laughs> mm. they couldn't she would not tell him i didn't know though if she didn't know what he did yeah it was weird i'm gonna say something controversial and people are gonna come for me and you i'm ready friends. for it i hate friends you're not hate alone it. you're not i alone. always hated it you're not alone. Yeah, always um, What do people like just it? come for me for? Oh, not seeing Shawshank Redemption. Oh, Jenny. <laughs> you exposed me and now I'm like, well, Jen I didn't see it either. Jen didn't see it either. I know. I know. The two of you need to, I don't know. You should, I, here's what I want. I'm making Are you a, a proclamation. Screening? I want to, I'm making a proclamation. 
I am going to pause after we record that episode for your apology and for your your begging for no 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 you're thanking me for introducing you to this masterpiece. Oh, because I didn't know about Shawshank Redemption until you told me. <laughs> okay. Whatever. I love how one of our Mimi said her and her husband get Shawshanked and get sucked (laughs) into it because that is me and Timmy. That happens all the time. (laughs) Like if it's on, we're just like, oh, there goes two hours. So Joe Kagan is strolling through town on his wagon, just, you know, riding along and he runs into a pouting, defiant Timmy. (laughs) Did you hear how he introduced himself? Because, you know, he has to say who he is because Timmy can't see him, obviously. Did you hear what he said? No. I love this. I'm Joe Kagan. I pulled a few fellows off you the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So he offers to give Timmy some private boxing lessons. And this asshole says, no, this is Joe Kagan. If Michael Jordan wanted me to teach basketball, I'd take the lesson. Even if he though wanted you to I teach would basketball? Suck, I would te- no, if he wanted to teach me <laughs> basketball, I would take the fucking lesson, right? Mm-hmm. You take the lesson from Joe Kagan. Well, what's this kid doing besides nothing? Like, just, just take a boxing <laughs> lesson. You might learn something. <laughs> He's sitting around pouting, Jen. So, Joe Kagan... Oh, do you want to know who this kid is? He grew up to be... You probably won't get this reference. Do you know... Do you remember Adventures in Babysitting? Or no, no, sorry. No, that's not it. It's Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dad with Christine Applegate. Yeah, yes, of course. This is the brother. Oh, okay. Okay. So he's a good actor. I like this kid. So Joe Kagan's making delivery of the funeral home, and he discovers it's owned by Herzl. And Herzl is, for no reason that I can figure out, conducting a choir inside. Yes, what is that about? <laughs> I don't know. Joe Kagan comes in and starts making fun of Herzl for running a funeral home. Why? I don't know. I mean, that's I don't know pretty, why that's funny. No, it's a pretty prestigious profession. Do you think that's only in the post six feet under world that we think that? I don't know. I don't <laughs> Great know. Great show. Amazing show if you haven't Amazing seen it. Amazing show. One of my all-time favorites. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Back at the blind school, Hester Sue's conducting her own choir with the children. There's a lot There's of musical numbers. A lot of choirs here. But I and have just, to say, the blind school, like, their musical numbers have improved. I was, like, really have. impressed. So... Timmy's not having this. He doesn't care. He's sitting there, arms folded, <laughs> angry at the world. I just have Hester Sue's not getting through to this little bastard. <laughs> so she asked Timmy why he won't sing. She's like, I heard you have an amazing voice. And he's like, nope, fuck you. Nope, nope, nope. She's like, how? I love this part. She goes, how can I help you? What can I do? He says, there is absolutely nothing. You can force me to be here, but you cannot force me to sing or anything else. He's so like mature He's in insane. his fuck you He's, He's so mature <laughs> in his fuck you <laughs> So he storms off and I wrote Mary stumbles in because she literally stumbles in because he runs into her. And Hester Sue starts expressing how upset she is about this student. She's like, I just can't get through to him. Maybe I'm a failure and I need to marry Herzl and just give well, up my life. She kind of gaslights herself because she's like, well, if I can't get through to Timmy, how do I know I've gotten through to any of them? And it's like, well, they were all just here singing and like fine and happy. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. What? Yep. <laughs> Mary asks her if she loves Herzl and Hester Sue's like, well, no, but I could, you know, she's and like, I would be no. a good wife. She's like, fuck no. And Mary's all like, you love Joe Kagan and you won't admit it. And I'm your friend and I love you. And if you can't admit this to me, I'm done. How does Hester Sue love Joe Kagan? I don't know. Where'd this come from? I don't know. Okay. But did you see that she starts talking about her ex and she says he was shifty? That's a uh, word, Grandma. I used. love it. I love it. I love it. So Hester Sue breaks down and she's like, yes, I love Joe Kagan. But I loved another man like him once before, too. And he was fun and full of laughs, but he was shifty. shifty. And he couldn't he couldn't keep a job and drink all day. And I'm thinking, was she married to my ex-husband? <laughs> <laughs> then he left her for someone else. And she almost had to... Oh, this is the line that I think she has a good line. She says, I almost had to dig that love out of my heart with a knife. I was Damn, Master like, Sue. That's dramatic. I cannot go through that again. And Mary's like, Joe Kagan isn't like that. And Hester Sue goes, um, obviously, I didn't think my ex was either when I married him. <laughs> like, Don't forget, you know people for three days and you marry them. So right. it's a, it's a risk. So <sighs> she's like, that's it. I'm marrying Herzl. And then Joe comes in and he's looking for Timmy and he says, send him to the cellar. And no one bats an eye at this. Nope. <laughs> no one bats an eye at nope. this. Now we see Joe Kagan. He's given Timmy a boxing lesson. I wrote on a bag of flour, but we later learned it's a bag of grain. He's given the super ultra featherweight 
Timmy some boxing tips is all I have. <laughs> he weighs like eight pounds. Timmy really is an idiot. <laughs> Whenever I see Timmy, I'm just laughing because I know he's listening to this. <laughs> Timmy. Timmy just really isn't into this. And <laughs> Timmy's doing some aggression therapy. <laughs> but Joe Kagan starts taunting him and he's pushing the bag of, of grain in his face. And he's like, fuck you, fuck you. Like making it like taunt him. And Timmy starts crying and rage punching the bags. <laughs> so now he- there's all this screaming and yelling and punching in the basement. And no, still no one's checking on this. Nope. So he's cry- Timmy's crying and he's saying, "Why did you? Why don't you care? Why'd you let me go blind? Why'd you leave me here all alone?" And Hester Sue comes down, and Joe Kagan tries to explain that Timmy had a breakthrough, and Hester Sue's like, "You're just using that kid to get my attention." And Joe, and Joe loses gets, his shit. Yeah, he gets really offended by this, and he stomps off. And I wrote, "Nothing good ever happens in the basement of a blind school." <laughs> Apparently not. Right? Don't ever go in the basement of the school. So back at Hester Sue's choir, she's still trying to coax Timmy into singing, but he's not having it. Timmy is Mother Debbie Dunn. He's Mother Debbie Dunn. He storms off and Hester Sue finds him in the basement later, pounding on the grain sacks with Joe Kagan. Hester Sue's not happy. She's like, I just want you to leave him alone. She's like, that, or Joe Kagan says, look, I'm getting through to this boy. He's got a world of pain inside of him and I'm getting somewhere with it. Like, this is well written. She and then she Mr. Kagan's him. Yes, she does. And she's like, Do not tell me how to do my goddamn job. Yeah. Okay. This makes Hester Sue want to spite Mary Herzl. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna go spite Mary Herzl. Mm-hmm. So she heads over to the funeral home. The funeral home is called Halfway to Heaven. Did you notice there was a sign on the porch that says deliveries in rear? Randomly? <laughs> like why? Um, did you notice the name of the place is halfway to heaven? So how do you get all the way to heaven? <laughs> so anyone that, that has a funeral at this place is in purgatory. I guess so. <laughs> so she tells him, I'll marry you. And he's like, okay, that is lovely. That sounds amazing to me. Like he's very robotic. Oh, she's going to like snooze her life away with this guy. But then also he's like, she's like, I got to do it right away though. Cause basically she's like, I, I don't want to change my mind. Yeah. She's like, let's do it tomorrow. So he takes her back to the blind school and Joe Kagan's there doing some work and Herzl decides he's going to jump off the wagon and troll Joe Kagan and laughs, laughs in his face about marrying Hester Sue. But did you get that then Joe picks up a hammer and then Herzl, like, he just picks up the hammer and and mm-hmm. Herzl just like bolts. I thought that was he great. He would murder Herzl. Was, first of all, Joe doesn't need a hammer to hurt this man. No. <laughs> but I thought that that was a nice, subtle, like threat (laughs) without being like a threat (laughs) yes it was a good threat it was good Um, joe kagan it's weird because he's not like huge in -hmm. his like muscle you know what i mean like he's lean but he's just very imposing yes you know yep so joe kagan runs in and he tells hester so you're making a huge mistake and he starts yelling And he's like, just because you don't want me, woman, don't settle for someone you don't want. I care about you and the right man will come along. And then he randomly goes, anyway, best of luck. I mean that. (laughs) (laughs) And Hester Sue's like, I think you really do mean that. Now, Timmy overhears this and he tells Joe Kagan, you sounded sad and you should marry Hester Sue. 
Yeah, Timmy, like, Timmy is now some sage. <laughs> and he's up in all the gossip. Like, now he's, this is it. Joe Kagan's like, he's a failure. And, or, or, no. Joe what? Kagan says, I'm a failure. <laughs> and I need to move on. And Timmy's like, Joe Kagan, I don't think you're a failure. <laughs> and their eyes meet. But Timmy can't see him. Okay. So that <laughs> night, Hester Sue comes down to talk with Mary. Okay. Okay. I have a lot to say about Mary in this scene. Mary's sitting in the darkness. I mean, I have a lot you to know say Mary's, about Mary. You know Mary's always sitting in the darkness. Mary's sitting in the dark like some John Corleone character sitting in the corner <laughs> of the blind school. And Hester Sue has to approach her and ask her if it's okay for her to marry Herzl. I think this is After- the dramatic Amy read of the scene because... Hester Sue asks Mary if she will stand up for her at her wedding, and this bitch says no. Which at first I was like, wow, really, Mary? Like, wow. Mimi's, how many of you <laughs> have been at a wedding of your friend where you're like, please don't do it, please don't do it, please don't do it, please. Okay, there it is. <laughs> Jenny, no, it doesn't matter. You still go. You, you still, still go. That's up. what I'm saying. Like, what are you That's what I'm saying. About? You're still you are still there, no matter what. You're still there. You still do That's right. it. You, oh you can't God. not go because of the choice of person. You can't. No. Mary nope. is she is a Benedict Arnold. But then she says something that I was like, mm, when he won't allow the children to attend. She won't allow the children to attend, or Herzl won't. He won't allow the children to attend, so that's why she says she's. That's why she says she's not going. Oh, I missed that. I thought she said you won't let the children attend, so I'm not coming. He won't let the children attend. Jenny, I just felt like this was a backstabbing. This well, is the opposite. But once of she said he wouldn't allow the children to come, then I was like, okay, it's kind of solidarity, but still, it's still <laughs> shitty to do to Hester Sue, even though she's marrying a total ass. This is the opposite of ride or die. This is a stay and live. That's what this okay. is. Um, you, just, so you worked Mary, hard on that, didn't you? I did. Mary claims it's because the children can't attend. Right. But, you know, whatever. Cut to the wedding. And Hester Sue is in full panic mode because she's looking for her friend Mary. Yeah. And that bitch is, I don't know, trained in the choir over at the blind school. Herzl's like, come on, we need to do this. But Hester Sue's insistent that she wait for Mary because she cannot believe that Mary would be such a selfish (laughs) bitch. But she is. (laughs) Okay. So Joe Kagan is at Garvey's. And Jen, he's pulling up stakes and heading out of town again. Meanwhile, over at Amazon. (laughs) At Amazon, he's given his two weeks notice. (laughs) So he says he might go east. Maybe he'll go all the way across the Mississippi. But he has to go say goodbye to Mary. Everyone, Mary is like, what is she? I don't know. People okay. like her, I guess. Who? Who likes Apparently Mary? everyone. Apparently Come everyone. Come at me, guys, if you like Mary. Apparently everyone. <laughs> he pulls up to the blind school and he, he has to introduce himself. Mary, it's Joe Kagan. And Mary says, I have a real problem here. Timmy's in the basement, won't come out. <laughs> nice. So Joe Kagan heads down there and he's given Timmy a pep talk and Timmy's pissed because he's like, I finally found a friend and you're leaving. 
and you don't understand. And Joe Kagan's like, hey, wait a minute here. Understanding goes both ways, boy. I just have Timmy's bitching and whining in the basement, kind of like Amy's to me. <laughs> Timmy is me. in the basement complaining about all of us. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe Kagan is like, look, you're being selfish. If I have to live without Hester Sue, you have to live without me. I, I don't know how this helps. I don't know why that's a thing, but yeah. I don't know why it's a thing either. So he goes upstairs and the kids start singing. And this choir is amazing. And I also wrote, this choir comes in handy. <laughs> yes, yes. Because Timmy suddenly joins them. And Timmy has an amazing voice. He's like some mad soloist. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> and Mary's like, oh my God, this is so amazing. If only Hester Sue could hear this. And Joe Kagan's like... Why don't we just bring the choir to her? He's like, let's, let's go troll our wedding. Let's walk over there and interrupt the wedding. Joe's loving this idea and the chaos. So Herzl is, they get over there. The kids are singing the same phrase over and over, over and over and over and over again. They get over there. Herzl is not having this. And his true nope. colors come out real quick. Because he's I mean, like, tell these kids to fuck off. To be fair. <laughs> i get it a bunch of kids just roll in singing i would throw them all the fuck out too Herzl's like you have to choose hester sue between me and your students and she tells him uh no brainer choosing my students and she breaks up with him on the altar and then immediately gets engaged to joe yeah so she walks arm in arm with joe kagan and he goes does this mean we're engaged and she's like maybe I feel like this is a grand move. <laughs> right? Didn't she do something like this? No. no. What did didn't, she do? Didn't her fiance go away to war and she got engaged? Yeah. Married so Graham was engaged to George Burns and he went to war. And when he came back, she was already engaged to Bob. She yeah. was already married, wasn't she? I don't think she was married. Oh. But she was engaged. So, Jenny, we never, are you ready for this mind-blowing fact? We never see Joe Kagan again. That's oh, it. how do you know that? I looked it up last episode. Can we discuss that when Timmy singing, when I was a sinner, I sinned both nights and days. And I was like, <laughs> my ass off. Like this like five-year-old is like, <laughs> okay. Um, mm -hmm. Wow. So that's Joe. He's just gone. We never see him again. And that also sucks. I like him. There is a goof where the kids are leaving the church and they're singing, but nobody's mouths are moving. Nice. So we never see um, him and Hester who get together. No. So she's in a bunch more episodes. So yeah. I don't know if it's ever addressed. Maybe. Mimi's come at us and let us know. Is this ever or, addressed? Or we could just watch it and see what happens. Yeah, but you know how we are. If we miss one episode, it yeah, could all be resolved in there. Knowing Michael Landon the way I do, this doesn't get <laughs> The way I do. <laughs> this okay. does not get resolved. Okay. <laughs> Being a student of Michael Landon's screenwriting... I can predict this does not get resolved. Okay. All right, Jenny. So whose fault is this? This is Hester Sue's fault. Hester Sue's fault. I have that as Joe Kagan's fault. I think he comes in a little hot. He needs to like, I mean, they're probably the both room. to blame, but like, <laughs> I think it's her fault for deciding to marry some rando for no reason. Well, she was spite Marion. You don't get spite married. Not a good idea. <laughs> don't do that. Don't get spite let me tell you, it's not easy to get divorced. Jenny, I'm going to go into my why because we're talking about it. So at the end of every episode, we look back on theme or lesson, something we took from the rewatch or the original. 
And we think about how it affected us as adults or in our childhood. And we call it our why it's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. My why for this episode is this is why you don't get spite married. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know that was a thing. But apparently it is. It's a thing. Like you get spite engaged. You get spite married. There's a lot of engaged all you want. Get spite engaged all you want. (laughs) That's not legally binding. I feel like now people just spite bang, which is fine. Go spite <laughs> I mean, bang. Sure. But do not spite get married. That's just dumb. Because now you're married. Jenny, what's your why for this episode? My why is you should always wait at least a year to get married. Like there mm. should be, you should, you know how like, I don't know if it's like gun licenses or certain, probably not anymore. No. But like certain no. things where you have to apply for something and then wait. Wait, I just want to unpack what you just said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you Forget think it. there's a world no. in which you have to wait a year to get a gun in this country? No, 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 not a year, but like if it's like 24 hours or 48 hours or You're something. You're lucky like, if it's 20 minutes. So there's something you apply for and then you may have to wait to get it. All right. Let's just say that there's a world that that happens in. Okay. That should happen with a marriage license. You should apply and they'll be like, it will be valid in a year. Good luck. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then you could decide if you want to. Yeah. Then you have everyone like you. Neither of you made that decision. The state made the decision for you. Mm -hmm. So you just have to wait. And then if you still want to get married in a year, you do it. Do you know how many divorces that would probably avoid? I got married in under a year. Yeah, but you knew the person for a really long time. A really long time. Yeah. Yeah. I I married little angry Timmy in the basement. Did you? (laughs) um, I... Was engaged for 11 years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, Jenny. So why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next? So next we are doing episode seven. I mean, season seven, episode 16. Okay. Goodbye, Mrs. Wilder. Goodbye, Mrs. Laura Wilder. resigns from her teaching position when she is forced to integrate French and art appreciation into the curriculum. Uh-oh, I'm going to have to come but for wait, Laura. Wait, what's the next feeling. sentence? Mrs. Olson takes over the position and begins to alter the classroom instruction while Laura struggles to accept her role as a full-time housewife. Yeah, uh, from what I read in the description, Harriet has to try to teach this shit herself. <laughs> the students, meanwhile, are frustrated with their new teacher and hatch out a plan to get things back to normal. Yeah, I like teacher hijinks episodes okay all right okay jen um anything else before we go um we announced that we're doing titanic oh god okay in june on our anniversary right sure oh that's gonna be a good episode um we announced in may we are doing shawshank redemption and more golden girls are we covering titanic or are we going to act titanic out in a live broadcast (laughs) (laughs) with manly playing jack um i'm gonna go (laughs) hey everyone let me on your door (laughs) hey everyone everyone, i'm drowning (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) I I have to say I'm probably going to summarize that real high level because we know each scene we could talk about in depth. Yeah, because so it's probably going to be like a three-hour podcast. <laughs> or it's going to be like 15 minutes because we'll just be like, we love it so much. Okay, it's over. There's Bye. nothing we can say about this. Right. And criticism. 
All right, guys. So if you haven't already, um, check out our Patreon feed. We do two bonus episodes a month over there. Plus, uh, you get some early access if you're a hero mode. Because, you know, if you can't wait. If you can't can't wait wait. that day. (laughs) And also check out our Facebook group, the Mimi Bees. I think we're like 300 strong. Yeah, and Amy loves to throw something up and make people come for me after we record. So I can't wait to see what she puts up mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. this episode. I'm not putting up anything after this episode. I'm um, waiting, though, because as soon as Stand By Me drops, I'm going to do the uh, Jerry O'Connell, John Stamos poll. I and I know what's going to put that up. I thought you already put something up. I'm waiting about for the up. episode to drop. Oh, I must have read it in the description. Then I'm, I'm like, put, I read something about this. I'm going to put it up and it is going to, the odds will be in my favor. All right, guys. So thanks so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram if you haven't already. And as always, leave us a review. We love them. Just be like, hey, everyone, you're great. And we'll, we'll be happy with that. Didn't right, somebody honey? with the name Manly leave us a review the one time? <laughs> no, somebody left us a review in the spirit of Manly, I feel like. But leave us a review, guys. It helps people find us and helps to grow our podcast. So, all right. Uh, Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.